This is episode 733 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's episode, finding your prepper group. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is usually an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found in the show notes. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Uh, started doing the intros again. I got to tell you, my voice is a little froggy this morning. And so uh, thank you for all the uh, emails that people have been sending me, you know, wishing me to feel better and all that good stuff. I do feel a lot better, but uh, it's just kind of weird that uh, my throat is a little foggy. Still have a little bit of a cough, but we're getting through that. Hey, I do want to jump into this episode here about finding your prepper group. This is a topic that comes up often. And uh, recently I put out a survey uh, out on Prepper website and uh, just kind of sent it out. I also put it out in Saturday Prep just to kind of see where people are at. And uh, I've done surveys before. It's been, it was like pre-COVID, you know, maybe a couple of years before COVID happened. And um, it's just kind of interesting to see how people's priorities have changed. Uh, one of the things, again, that keeps coming up over and over again is people want to get connected to other people. And so I think this is a big deal. Now, before I jump into that, just a couple of things that I want to share. Um, I did mention uh, last time, last episode, that the Prepper Website exclusive email group is opening up again. Now, I closed that off at the end of December and just, you know, I'm only going to open up membership certain times of the year, probably, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to hold myself to a certain amount, but I know that I'm opening it up uh, at the end of March. So from Monday, March 28th to Saturday, April 2nd, and guys, April 2nd is a, it's a Saturday. And, uh, you know, I always, I'm always getting ready for church on, uh, for Sunday morning. So, you know, a lot of the times when people say, you know, April 2nd, or they say a date, they're like, okay, I have till midnight to be able to do that. I'm not doing that. I'm like April 2nd, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And for the most part, if people really want to join, they're going to join early on so that they can go ahead and and, and be added. So a couple of things here. If you're you're interested in doing this, I do have a sign up over at prepperwebsite.net. And so, you know, there used to be where you would go ahead and and purchase membership. Right now, there is a a button where you sign up to be notified. So if you click that, there is a link to uh, an email where you sign up just to be notified what's happening with the group. So as we get closer to that Monday, March 28th date, I am communicating with people and letting them know, hey, hey, this is... Uh, where you go to, you know, this is where, what's going to happen, right? So it, it's coming, be be ready for it, don't miss it, all that kind of stuff, because I am going to shut it down again April 2nd. And so, uh, you know, just letting people know. So if you want to be notified by email, go ahead and sign up. If not, just know that you can go to properwebsite.net on Monday, March 28th, and all the way to, you know, 5 p.m. on April 2nd, uh, that's Central Standard Time, where you can go and and, and sign up there. The people that are on the email list right now, 
I will clear that out after this initial one because I figure if you want to be a part of the member membership, if you want to join the group, well, then you're, you're going to go ahead and join. And if not, well, then you don't want to get any other emails from me. So I'm going to go ahead and clear that out and, uh, you know, just uh, delete those emails from uh, from the list there. So just want to let you know that the, the Prepper website exclusive email group is going to be opening up March, May, I'm sorry, Monday, March 28th to Saturday, April 2nd. So if you have been thinking about connecting with other preppers online, this is the way to do it. The other thing I want to mention is that I'm, I'm kind of bummed because during my little COVID adventure, I missed the five-year anniversary of the podcast. And I was just like, man, I was looking forward to it. You know, when I did, I mentioned the 10-year anniversary of Prepper Website you know, back in September. And when I did that, I'm like, okay, how long has the podcast been around? Well, it's going to be five years in February. And so I was looking forward to that date. But February 19th, that's when I was like in the throes of, of COVID, right? And so I wasn't putting out uh, podcast episodes. And then I forgot about it. And I went back and like, wait a minute, I missed the anniversary. And so a little bummed about that. I went back and listened to that first episode that was released on February 19th, 2017. And I couldn't listen to it. <laughs> I got to just tell you, the audio was so, so bad. And, uh, you know, back then I was recording the, the, the podcast in, in my kitchen I had a little setup there, and I think there's some pictures around and, and things like that of, of me doing it, but it was, you know, in my kitchen and uh, just doing it there. Man, it was so, so different back then. Uh, but anyway, uh, five years, and I'm so glad to be able to do that. You know, 733 episodes, and that doesn't include all the prep votionals. I don't include those as a as an episode. Those are just kind of extra and, and bonus things. So uh, kind of... Uh, belated happy birthday to the podcast and uh you know good good for us we'll keep going i appreciate all of you that have been listening some of you have been listening since day one that's totally amazing and uh, i appreciate you i've heard from a lot of people who go back and uh, they're new to the podcast but they go back to episode one or or they start listening you know they go backwards or they go forwards they go to episode one and start and, and start listening forwards and I'm like that's completely crazy and so hopefully you uh, you forgive all the the you know just the way it sounded back then and so uh, hopefully it's a lot better for you as we've gone these 5 years all right so let's go ahead and move into this episode all right, so like I mentioned before, finding your prepper group, finding other preppers is a big, big deal. And so I've written some notes here that I'm going to kind of bounce off. And then at the very end, uh, as I was preparing my notes, I remembered somebody from the email group um, shared an email that I thought was really good. And I'm like, hey, I'd like to use this, kind of drop it into an article and and share it out there for other people. And, and they agree they were, they were good with it. And so I'm going to share that article uh, at the end. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about this here. So preppers and then people who understand the importance of uh, being together during a survival or emergency situation, um, they're starting to realize that it's a lot better to have people in your group or have people in your circle of friends who will be able to band together during an emergency. So it's just not you or, you know, just you and your family, right? Back in the day when I kind of started in preparedness, the big deal, you know, one, one of the things that I remember reading over and over again was 
the bug out, right? People who are going to bug out and that that trend has completely changed where most people will bug in. Bugging out is is like only if you have to. Uh, for instance, the people in Ukraine, as your city is getting bombed, you are having to bug out uh, during Hurricane Harvey when people's, um, and I'll refer to Hurricane Harvey again a little bit later on in the episode, but during Hurricane Harvey, as people's homes were being flooded and like water was all the way up to the second floor of their home, they were having to bug out. I mean, you're not going to bug in in a, in a situation like that. But it just seemed like like early, early on, there was this idea of the lone prepper, you know, and it was like, hey, you were, you know, you're going to be by yourself or it was really focused on you and your family and you were going to circle the wagons and you were going to wait for the zombies to eat everyone. And then you were going to emerge from your, uh, you know, from your, from your bunker or from your home that you completely shut off from the rest of the world and you're going to restart the world. And that has completely changed. People realize that's not sustainable. That's not something that will, will you know, that you really want to be in. I mean, you want to be in a in a situation where there's going to be multiple people who have different skills who you can rely upon, not only just for the the self defense aspect of it, but also for you can't the the skill aspect of it you can't know everything that there is to do right especially if you're a parent and you have young kids or even if you're an older person and you don't have any kids or you're expecting your kids to get to you and you're not sure if they are going to or even if they buy into any of the preparedness stuff that's out there so people are realizing more and more that it's so important to have a group that you can rely on but one of the things that i and this is just a, a, it's not really a feeling, right? It's not really a feeling because I am in communication with a lot of people. A lot of people send me emails and a lot of people are, are, are connecting with me. And I, I have this idea in my head and I keep saying idea. I, I don't want, want it to seem like I'm, I'm, I'm making it up. I know that this is it. It's like preppers want to find somewhere on the internet where they can go sign up somewhere and join a group with as little effort as possible. All right, so let me let me say that again. I feel like many preppers out there or many people out there want to go find a sign up. They want to go find a website that has some kind of listing, right? Craigslist or you know, eHarmony for preppers. You know, something along those lines where they go and they're able to hey, let me bring up my my state, let me bring up my city. I have a choice of all these different groups. Uh this group is pretty close to me. Uh let me go sign up with this group and as little effort as possible. Now, if that's you, and if that's what you're you're thinking about, like I want to go find a group just in case, then you're not you're not going to find a group. I mean, that's just not the way that it works, right? That's not the way that it goes down. So, in my experience with talking with a lot of people out there and having email conversations back and forth, a prepper group there there is a lot of work and effort that goes into joining a group right? A group wants you, if you are joining a group, they want you to be completely committed to that group. So a group is going to want you to go all in with your resources. 
They're like, okay, what do you have? How much food do you have? How much, you know, water do you have? Do you have property? How much, you know, firearms do you have? You know, how much ammo do you have? What kind of first aid do you have? I mean, they're, they're going to want you to go all in. And there's a lot of preppers that don't want to do that. It's like, I want, I want to give you what you need to, to know so I can be in your group, but I don't want to disclose everything to you. And really, when you think about it, that's not the right attitude. If you're going to be in a group that is going to survive the rest of, you know, the end of the world as we know it, then you need to be completely honest with them and, and put all your cards on the table. But that is very hard to do. And people don't want to do that because of OPSEC and all those kinds of things. And I think that's a good idea not to show all your cards because my experience with a lot of groups is that they don't work and you might join them and you might be part of their group for a little bit, but then something goes down where you wind up backing away from them. So if you put all your cards on the table, then, you know, it's like when you, you, you begin to back out of there, what happens at that point? So people who have a group who are truly, I mean, people that are all in that are wanting to form a group for survival for the end of the world as we know it for for all that different kind of stuff they're going to want to know they're going to want to know that you're all in with your resources they're going to want to train together they're you know you're going to go out so somebody probably more than likely has property somebody in the group is going to have property that is going to be the place where everybody goes and they you know when when the hammer drops, you know when everything when everything happens is like that's where you go to. So you are bugging out to uh, some kind of property that is going to be your prepper property where the group is going to hang out. So more than likely, the group, the leadership in the group, and the p- other people in the group are going to want to train together. Whatever that means, it might be hiking. And okay, hey, you know, hiking and uh, you know, how far can you can you carry your you know your bug out back? It could be training with firearms. It could be training in first aid. It could be gardening together. You know, it could be all of that kind of stuff. It could be if somebody owns the property, it could be going and not just training, but getting that property together. You know, clearing out, uh, you know, clearing out woods, uh, you know, getting uh, shelters together and, and building uh, homes for everybody to live in and, you know, uh, making sure that it's a property that would be able to meet the needs of that group. And so that is a big commitment. Then the group is also going to want to make sure that um, there are responsibilities are divided. And so, you know, people are like, okay, hey, you, you're good at first aid or you have first aid treatment, or maybe you're a nurse, right? And so you're good at first aid and, and uh, you're an engineer. So you're really good at fixing things and, and making things and all those different, you know, things that are there. And hey, you're a hunter and, and then all of those kinds of things. And then you want to cross train. They're going to want to cross train because if you have the person who is the engineer, who is able to weld and able to fix things and all those different kinds of things, and something happens to that person, well, then you're out. So you want to cross train and they're going to want to be able to do that. 
for the good of the group. They might even say, hey, we don't have anybody in the group who is into first aid. So we want you who, I mean, you don't have, it doesn't seem like you have any other skills that, I mean, I don't know, maybe you uh, work in an office and you've never really, you know, been out an outdoorsy person or, or whatever it might be. Right. And I'm not saying don't send me hate mail. I'm not saying that everybody who works in an office is like that, but maybe the group has identified you as someone who doesn't have skills that would be uh, directly related to the prepper group. So they might say, hey, we need you to go get trained in first aid. We want you to go take you know, a course. We want you to go get some advanced training in whatever it might be so that you can come back and you can be you can be part of this group and have that skill that would be very, very important to everyone. And so that's a that's something that a lot of people don't think about is how invested you have to be in a group that truly wants to get together. I know I remember reading uh, Survivors, right, from um, James Wesley Rawls early on. And uh, well, it wasn't Survivors. I can't remember the first book. Uh, it's one of those things. I'm just I'm getting old. I'm feeling old, right? Anyway, the first book, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to hit pause and I'm going to go find it because I don't like not knowing that book. Hold on a second. All right. So it's nice to have the Internet at your fingertips. It was Patriots. I think Survivors was the second one. But in Patriots, there is, you know, a group of friends and they have a, you know, a place out in, you know, in the country and they've been stocking it up and building it up. And people have been, you know, putting their food there and all those different kinds of things. So when everything goes down, the economic collapse goes down, everybody, well, everybody tries to get there. Not everybody makes it. So if you haven't read the book, I think it's a really good book. Go check it out. Um, and, and, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff in there and it's just, it's just a good story. So, you know, you go and everybody it's, it's there. I mean, it is a, the prepper property, the, the perfect prepper property and everybody has kind of invested in that, in it. And you know, that is the place that you go and you, and you show up. And that's, I think what a lot of people have in their mind is that, you know, you, you set it up a little bit, but now you're, you're ready to go and it's there, but you don't see all the other things that went down. You don't see all the other training, all the other effort and, and the money that people put into this thing. And here's, here's the thing. With all the emails that I have received and the people that I have talked to, I have never known anyone that has had a good experience with a group like this. I've never known anyone who has said, hey, I have this group that I've joined. And I'm not talking about like two friends who have just decided to kind of kind of connect together. I'm talking about a group, right? People who come together for a group. I've never known anyone that has had a good uh, experience with a group like this. It might start off good. You might be you might go for a couple of months and things are good, but something along the lines goes sideways. Sideways somewhere, uh, things just don't wind up uh, happening. Right? It doesn't it doesn't fire for everyone on all cylinders. So maybe there's an issue with the leadership. You go and everything is is great, right? And then at some point you see a character flaw in the person who is quote unquote the leader. And you're like, you know what? I don't, I, I, I can't, you know, completely subscribe to everything that this guy is saying or this woman is saying, or maybe the, 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 the group, maybe it's run by a committee. I don't know, but uh, I can't completely agree with everything that they're saying. Maybe it's the financial commitment. 
You know, you, you get in there and you get in with the group and now they're wanting to, Hey, everyone needs to provide $400 a month, you know, to the prepper group fund so that we can buy food so that we can, you know, prepare our property so that we can do all the different things. And, and people, you know, don't want to wind up giving money like that for a group that they're not 100% sold on. Maybe it's the time commitment right? It's, it's like, Hey, we need you to come out and be part of this. I'm talking about things that I have talked to other people about, right? It's the time commitment where it's like, Hey, we want you to come out at least two times out of the month. We need to go out to the property and we need to do something. There's going to be a training. There's going to be, maybe we're camping. Maybe we're, you know, we're shooting firearms, whatever it might be. Maybe we're just going through tactics or whatever it could be, but there is a time commitment. And so you have two weekends out of your month where you're going and, and, and participating in this group. And like people are like, Hey, I can't, I can't completely do that. Maybe it's families that just can't get along. Maybe the guys are, are you know, hunting buddies and they're all good and they're, they're good with each other. And they're, you know, they sit around the campfire and they, and everything is fine, but the families don't get along. Maybe the wives don't get along or maybe the, the kids don't get along or maybe the kids get along too, too well, if you know what I mean, you know? And so there's, there's that issue there that, you know, and, and then you have this, this tension between families where you want to survive the end of the world as we know it, but then you have this tension that is always there. And you know that when you're in a stressful situation, the tensions, uh, you know, any stress that is already there is just going to be exponentially grow. It's just going to exponentially grow. And so that's going to be an issue. And then there is the differences in belief. And this is a thing that always comes up. It's like, hey, on, on the surface, everything seems to flow right with uh, where where everyone is maybe with, with your beliefs, whatever they might be. I'm not just talking about religious beliefs, but the way that you would handle someone who comes to um, your door and, and asks for food. There's going to be people who say, no, you're not getting anything. Go move on along. There's going to be other people who are like, hey, we want to give them something. And so there's, there's going to be that differences in beliefs. So all these things are, are things that eventually wind up cracking, you know, providing little cracks in the group that people that I have known that have joined groups, like I can't subscribe to that, you know, and, and they wind up moving on or, or, you know, their, their hopes and their dreams are dashed because they don't wind up or, you know, joining this group, they don't have that group. And it's like, man, I got to find a group that I can belong to. I've already mentioned this, but this is, this is a big deal. You have that OPSEC dilemma. For those of you that are new, OPSEC is operational security. And so for a lot of preppers who who prep out there, um, you might share with people that you're a prepper. I mean, you, back in the day, it was like, you wouldn't talk about, it was like, you know, the first rule about fight club is you don't talk about fight club, right? The first rule about being a prepper is you don't talk about being a prepper. And that was, that's the, the I'm not saying it was the mentality. That's still the mentality for a lot of people out there. It's like, hey, I'm I'm not sharing that I'm a prepper out there, and and that <laughs> that's that's a big deal because in order to connect with other people, you've got to give up some level of opsec to find other committed preppers. Now, I've shared many times on the podcast that that's not me. I mean, I don't go out and wear a shirt that says, hey, I'm a prepper. You should be a prepper too. I actually have a shirt like that. Somebody sent me one really, really early on. It's kind of like, uh, it's like the Dr. Dr. Pepper uh, 
you know, shirt, you know, it looks like that. And it's like, uh, you know, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm a, actually, so I do have a shirt like that and I have worn it out there and that, you know, I don't really get any real looks like that because people look at it and they think it's a Dr. Pepper shirt, which I don't really like Dr. Pepper, but anyway, so someone said that to me and I have worn it out there before. And I do wear my shirts that I, that I, I share out on the podcast out there, you know, prepped into wear, you know, got preps, all those different kinds of things. And you can purchase those on Amazon. I have links to them, you know, on, on the website and different things like that, even in the show notes. But I don't just go out, you know, put a sticker on my truck and says, Hey everyone, I'm a prepper. Come follow me. You know, I'm, I'm pretty careful about that. Even in, uh, at work, uh, I don't share that with everyone. I mean, the people in my immediate department know that because I have opened up to them, to them. And I have told, I've even shared this on the podcast that even when the pandemic was was gearing up and, and right before everything shut down in Houston, I kind of pulled everyone together and I said, hey, this is a good idea to do this. And even, you know, some the people that uh, that I work with that I when I used to be on the campus, they knew that as well. So I do let people know that eventually, but I'm not completely, you know, you know, I'm just not completely shut out where it's like, hey, I don't talk about it at all. Because for me, the whole purpose of doing the website and doing the podcast is to help other people get get prepared. But if you are looking for a prepper group, there's going to be, you need to have some willingness to give up a level of OPSEC to find committed preppers. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. It's, a lot of people aren't willing to say, okay, it's, it's almost like show me yours and I'll show you mine type thing. You know, and it's like, hey, let's come together at a restaurant and we'll get to know each other over a couple of different, you know, meetings. And then, you know, it's like you slowly start revealing things and and that happens. And then then you get to, okay, hey, then, okay, you're you've got membership in our group and then it kind of goes from there. But if you're not ever willing to give up some kind of or, you know, information about uh, who you are as a prepper, you're going to have a really hard time finding other preppers. So let's let's talk a little bit about finding people that you can connect with. I've always said that gardening and firearms are gateway drugs into preparedness. And so I think that one of the ways that you can uh, use that to your advantage is to connect with people that are gardening. So eventually, like for instance, you're people who are gardening and they're, and they're, and they're getting good at it. They're going to have so much, you know, so many vegetables. Some of them are just going to give them away to family and friends and neighbors and all the, all that kind of stuff. But other people are like, okay, I have so many peppers. I have so many tomatoes. What do I do with this? Right. How do I store this for the long term? And so they go and they start looking into food storage. And a lot of the times people that write articles on food storage are writing articles on preparedness. So even if it's like uh, a blog, right, for, and ladies, you would, you would know that if you go into any kind of, uh, you, you search for any kind of internet articles, you find food storage. There are a lot of uh, like mom blogs and, and blogs that, that women do that are like, hey, I want to homestead or I'm homesteading or those types of things. And so, or saving money. And so they talk about food storage, but they also maybe have an article on an emergency binder. And so they start to delve into that preparedness a little bit more and you get initiated into it that way. So gardening clubs, I think if there is one that is close to you that you could go to, eventually I think you could bump into other people who have a tendency to be 
prepared or at least if they don't call themselves preppers because a lot of people hate that term they would say hey yeah i i believe in being uh you know self-reliant I believe in being prepared for an emergency. They would say things like that, you know. I believe in having uh, a deep pantry so that if, uh, you know, or hey, inflation is really bad. So whatever you put away right now is saving you money. I mean, all those different kinds of conversations and those different kinds of, of, of topics lead you down that path into preparedness. So if there is a gardening club around you, going and and connecting with that gardening club i think would be very useful not only for the fact of you know finding other preppers but just gardening and getting gardening advice and having people that you could call and 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 connect with and say hey i'm having trouble with this specific vegetable or i need to know how to you know do this or you know do you want to exchange seeds or all, anything along those lines i think would be very very beneficial And so I think that is kind of a gateway there. For those that are into firearms, there are a lot of firearm clubs that are around there where you can buy into membership and you can go and you can shoot with other people and, uh, you know, you can uh, get to know them. You know, guys get around and like you start talking about your firearms and you start talking about, you know, what you have and all that kind of stuff. I think that eventually that leads to, you know, talk about preparedness. You know, like, hey, I mean, things are getting crazy out there. Crime is getting crazy out there. Oh, yeah, you know, hey, you, I don't let my wife go out by herself at night. You know, I either go with her or I send one of my kids. And that conversation begins to grow and goes down, you know, the path of preparedness at some point. Again, they're not going to call themselves preppers. They might uh, not even go go down that route because people don't like that, but the conversation will go that way and you will find people that are a little bit more favorable to the idea of preparedness. The problem with this is that it is a huge investment of time. You can be in a gardening club, you can be in a firearms club, you can be in a ham radio club and be there for months before any kind of topic. And it's, it's funny, some of the, the people that uh, are are into ham radio that are in the exclusive email group or like do not tell people that you are a prepper go don't go into a ham radio club saying yeah i'm a prepper and i want to have you know knowledge of ham radio for you know the end of the world as we know it that is the wrong thing to do is is what they'll tell you but it's a huge investment of time because you can go months maybe even years before you get to that opportunity where you can you can have that conversation So you need to be able to invest in firearms, in gardening, and really be there for the right reason. And then hopefully you build those friendships with people that will allow you to have those conversations. But you need to be willing to initiate or identify proper related topics and have those conversations and maybe even probe a little bit. And again, going back to that OPSEC idea, a lot of people are not willing to do that. A lot of people are not willing to probe or throw something out there and and see if people will latch onto it. So the next thing I wanted to kind of share is just talking to others, identifying other preppers that are out there. And I've shared this experience before, but I want to share it again. So there was a guy who uh, used to work in my the overall department that that I work in right 
he was a coordinator and I, you know, we would, we would talk a lot on, on a regular basis, but he decided to resign his position because they were moving out to the country. And I was like, wow, you know, that's a, that's a big move, right? When you're going from the position that you have, because not everybody can be a coordinator and you're just, you're going out to the country and he didn't have prospects as, uh, for another job. And so I remember catching him one day on the, on the way to, you know, in the hall, on the way to the restroom. And there wasn't a lot of people that were out, you know, in the, in the hallway. And we just started to, uh, started to talk. And I remember my conversation with him start, you know, he, he told me, yeah, we're moving out to the country and we have some, we have some, uh, property out there. And, and he was, you know, uh, giving me some of the details. And so my conversation went, man, I'd love to have a place out in the country. I would get some chickens. I'd plant a huge garden, maybe get some goats, you know, you know, and so maybe um, have a pond, you know, drill a well, all those different kinds of things. And so I'm kind of throwing those things out there to to see what he would he would wind up uh, latching onto. And so he did start to mention that, you know, he did start to mention, yeah, yeah, it'd be good to have chickens and to have a, a good source of eggs on a regular basis. And, and so that allowed me to continue going on. One of the things that they had talked about was, or that he had talked about was crime. He had young kids and he was like, I don't want to raise my kids in, you know, he's, he saw what was starting to happen. And this was pre-COVID. So he saw what was starting to happen. He's like, you know what? I want to go ahead and and raise my kids out there in the country. So we started talking about that, and we started talking about crime and what we saw going on, and and you know all this conversation just kind of kept going that way. And I finally got to the point after hearing some things that he had mentioned was, man, you kind of sound like a prepper. And he said, well, I. I guess I do. I guess I do believe in that. I mean, I don't, I don't use the word prepper, but I do believe in being prepared and I do believe in, in having food and, and those kinds of things. And so again, that was someone that I knew that I had a relationship with, but it was the conversation and listening to what they were saying and continuing to probe and listen for those things that would be uh, quote unquote prepper topics that could continue down that road, if, if that makes sense. And so that's really why, what you need to do is you need to be strategic. I've had other conversations with people because where, where I live, it's out in the suburbs. You go down the freeway a little bit, you're, you're in a rural area. You go, you know, actually, I mean, I could be on side roads and I can take a turn into, you know, down a, a street and I would be in what you would consider, what most people would consider rural. And so, it's really easy to talk to people about, you know, moving out to the country because sometimes moving out to the country is only like a 20 minute drive from where I'm at. But I've had other conversations with people who were like, yeah, we're, you know, we're moving out to the country. And so I'm like, okay, so my, uh, you know, my spidey senses, my prepper senses go off and I start asking questions. I'm like, you know, about different things and, and like, wow, I, I'd really like to have a, a place out in the country too, you know, and, and just kind of listening to what they're saying. I remember this one conversation. I was in a professional development with someone and sitting next to someone and, and they, they had mentioned that they were moving out to the country. And so I started kind of probing a little bit and, you know, it wasn't anything, it wasn't prepper related. It wasn't anything like that. It was my grandfather gave us, you know, their, their, their country place. 
and they left it to us and it's a nice place and there's a lot of uh, room for my kids to run around with run around in and so you know we're going to go ahead and move out there my husband can work from anywhere and you know I can we can get internet over there and it's only really a 25 minute drive from that to coming into the to the district so you know it, it's just a no brainer you know we can go ahead and sell our house and pocket that money and so when I asked about, you know, hey, are y'all going to have chickens? Or it was like, nah, we, you know, we're not interested in that. Or so, you know, it's like it went down another route. Now here it could have been that maybe she was a prepper. Maybe they were preppers and then they just weren't giving up any information whatsoever. So that could have been it. But for the most part, I didn't feel like there was anything there that I could continue moving on to. It was just a good financial decision for them. And it was a family property that had been handed down to them. And that's why they were moving. So again, you know, probing and getting good at that, I think is important and putting yourself around people. If you're, if you're someone who doesn't go anywhere and you stay at home all the time, again, you're not going to put yourself in a position where you can have these kind of conversations and meet people that would be open to preparedness and be open to a prepper group, right? So that's going to be so, so important. So that's why I've come to the realization in, in my own life and in the way that I recommend to other people is don't go searching for a group that's already established. Form your own prepper group. Build your own group. And this is, it might not be people that identify as preppers. It might not be people that are like, hey, I've got, you know, all the firearms that, you know, I got from 22 all the way up to, you know, uh, you know, a tank sitting in the, I'm thinking about tanks because of all the things I see uh, in Ukraine and all the farmers are pulling tanks with their, with their, uh, with their tractors. I think that's crazy. Um, but anyway, so it might not be that they identify as preppers, but you know them and they are good people and you can tolerate them, right? It's like, hey, I can, I can hang out with this person. I can tolerate this person. They don't get on my nerves and I trust them. Uh, ultimately I trust them. Maybe it's people that you leave your kids with. Maybe they're family members. Maybe it's your next door neighbor. Um, you know, it's people that you know that you can connect with and you have shared beliefs, right? You don't want to get into a situation where you have a moral dilemma. I already mentioned that before, but I'm, I'm thinking about someone that I knew, someone that I was, uh, that used to go to my church and they were a prepper, but I knew that if it came down to it, that there was going to be some differences in the way that we believed in how we would handle things. There's going to be, there's a lot of people out there that as soon as, you know, they turn into the, the poop hits the fan and they turn into Rambo seven, right? I think is, has there been like seven episodes or seven movies? I don't know, maybe six. I, I don't know. Uh, Rambo last blood. I thought was pretty cool. There's a couple of scenes in there like, Oh man, that's like, that's like really, that's like a classic movie scene that, you know, that you remember, but they turn into Rambo and it's like, they're going to, as soon as the poop hits the fan, um, they go from, you know, wearing khakis to work to putting on the, you know, uh, you know, camo and, you know, wearing their AR and everything that they see is going to be like, you know, shoot first and, and uh, ask questions later on. Do you want to be connected with someone like that? If, if that is not you. And so that is going to be a thing that you want to have shared beliefs with people 
about how things would, would wind up going down. And you know them because of, uh, you've been around them, not because of, and, and you've been around them maybe even during stressful situations. You could know someone and have a good relationship with them. And then you get into a stressful situation and they turn into a whole nother person. They turn into, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. High thing going down. And like, I don't know if I want to be in, at the end of the world with you doing that kind of thing. So that's why you have to be in those shared beliefs. You have to know these people really, really well. Now, a crisis could force shared beliefs. Now, during Hurricane Harvey, when things were going down, uh, you know, I might not get along with my neighbor, right? And just giving you an example, I might not get along with my neighbor, but because we both have water coming up to our door, there is this shared belief of like, hey, we don't want water flooding our homes or whatever. So for that situation, we are going to forego the things that we don't agree with and we're going to be connected, you know, in, in this situation. So you could be in an emergency situation that winds up causing you to have shared beliefs. But again, when the stress comes, when those things happen, you're going to know where people stand because stress brings out the ugly in people or it brings out the people that are calm in, in, you know, those that are able to see things a little bit more clearly. And so that is going to be a very important thing. That is one reason why I created the five days to build your own prepper group challenge. I really believe in that. And I really want to make sure that it is out there and other people take advantage of it. You get it in your, you sign up for it. You get it in your email. You get a short five to six minute video. I think the last video is a little bit longer, but five to six minute video on getting you to think about building your own group and where you would go from there. So I highly recommend that you go through that. There's no, it doesn't cost anything. You know, maybe it should cost something. I, I don't know, but a lot of the times when you, when it's something free, people don't value it. You know, I don't know if you've ever experienced that before, but this is a free challenge that comes into your email and you can kind of go through it and give you some ideas about where you would go with all of this, right? There's no strings attached to it at all. It's, it's free. And then after the challenge is done, you can delete them. You can unsubscribe, whatever you want to do there. Um, you can take it wherever you want to go. But I highly recommend that you go through that five-day Build Your Own Prepper Group Challenge to get you thinking in this direction. Another resource that I'm going to recommend to you is one that I talked about in episode 559. I interviewed James Walton of the Prepper Broadcasting Network. And so they have a uh, you know, podcasting network over there. A lot of different uh, podcast um, podcasters are, are there and uh, something for everyone over there. But I interviewed him because he wrote a book called Come Unity Community. And so uh, it's 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 a play on those words, come unity, you know, C-O-M and then unity, U-N-I-T-Y, comma, community. And we talked about some strategies to be able to connect with other people in your community to build that self-reliant mindset. So I think it was a great episode. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. If you have not listened to it, you can go check it out. Again, it's episode 559 with James Walton. And I think that was a great resource. And if you um, if you need to go ahead and 
uh, or if you if you want to get his book, uh, I would highly recommend go getting it and go through it. Um, a lot of great ideas, and we talk we talk about some of them in the or we talk a little bit about it in the episode. But the book, I would highly recommend that you go and you go check that out. One other resource that I think is really great, and the way that I created it was for this very purpose. So I put together a, a, a video curriculum, a six-week video series, Is Preparedness Biblical? And it's a Bible study. So it is a video curriculum where you would get together. And so if you are in, if you've ever done a Bible study or if you've ever done video curriculum, you know that it is super, super crazy expensive. And that's not, I didn't want to do something like that. I wanted to do something that was really, truly affordable. It only costs $30. You can use it as many times as you want. And you you can use it in church. You can use it in small groups, Sunday mornings. But the way that I would use it for someone who is a person of faith, who wants to build their own prepper group, is to invite people to to your home for a small group and share this video with them, you know, share this, this, uh, this uh, video curriculum with them and say, Hey, I've got a, a, you know, a Bible study and maybe your pastor, if you go to church, maybe they would even be willing to like, Hey, yeah, you're, you know, you can be part of this, you know, home group or we'll, uh, we'll, advertise it for you. We'll share it out, you know, in the church bulletin or whatever it might be. I mean, pastors are always looking for people to to do something like that. But your idea is like, I'm going to, this is a video curriculum and I want to show, show it to everyone. And so you don't have to do it like, Hey, I'm showing you this video curriculum because I'm trying to build a prepper group. It's not anything like that. It would be, Hey, we're going through this video series is preparedness biblical. We know how crazy things are. We know inflation is going up. We know that, you know, we have a economic situation happening, food shortages. We have war in Ukraine. And a lot of people are thinking about stocking up. A lot of people are thinking about getting better prepared. And this is a great way to do that. So here's, here's this video curriculum. So there is always, um, I, I've, I built into it icebreakers. So if you are leading this, you don't have to go find icebreakers. I have regular icebreakers that would get people talking. I have preparedness icebreakers that you can add in there. So you can, you, you can choose, like, I'm going to do a regular icebreaker and I'm going to do a preparedness icebreaker. Then I have questions like you, there's really no even thought to it. You have questions that you ask the group and then you and then you allow this conversation to move forward. So I go through, you know, this this uh, through this video curriculum in week five. I talk a lot more about being prepared. And then week six is actually a, a video it is a webinar that I adapted for this for this for this uh, video curriculum, this Bible study. And it just straight up, you know, talking about uh, talking about preparedness and how to get prepared. It's you know, preparedness one hundred and one type stuff. And so I would use that to gather people around to go through this uh, to go through this video curriculum, and then listen to other people and to listen to their conversation, listen to what they're saying with the different questions that I ask and the different things that are there in you know in that are already prepared for you. And see how they respond to it, and maybe it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, it is smart to get better prepared. Well, then here's the thing: you have a ready-made person connection right there that you can decide to to form a better friendship with, 
to be better prepared. The fact that they go to your church, you have those shared beliefs. I mean, you might not be completely 100% on the same page. I mean, just because someone goes to the same church doesn't mean that they have the exact same beliefs. I mean, I have a lot of experience with that, but you know, you, you are starting in a good place there and being able to move forward. And you know what? You can do this every quarter, you know, do this, do this Bible study every quarter in who knows at the end of it, you have, you know, maybe four or five families that you realize, Hey, these people are, we're all aligned in the way that we're thinking they They all want to get better prepared and you kind of move forward with that. As you finish one, maybe you connect other people, you bring them over for barbecue and you just, you know, it's like, Hey, the thing that we have in common is we went through this Bible study together, but we also have this other thing in, in common. And so I think those are resources and ways that you can go ahead to do things to, to get connected with other preppers, to find your prepper group. Again, it's going to take time and effort. If you're one of those that is sitting in your home and I want to find an internet, I want to just go sign up on the internet. And then when the poop hits the fan, I want to go to their bug out location and just show up. No one's ever known me. No one ever, you know, is like, we just know each other because of the internet. Man, that's that's not going to work. You are that's like a fail, a big time fail. You have to be connected, and I think the best way to do that is to build those relationships and be connected with people that you know, and you in, that you you already know, and that you can go ahead and and move forward with um, the situation when the poop hits the fan. So. There's a couple of different resources there. Now, I wanted to go into, I wanted to read, because I'm already kind of long here, and uh, man, I'm, I'm already at 50 minutes, um, and I wanted to read this uh, article contributed by Kurt, who is a member of the Prepper website exclusive email group. And like I said, he sent out this uh, this this email to the group, and uh, you know, of course, we have respond. We you know, different people respond to it. But I thought it was so good. I was like, hey, Kurt, can I go ahead and put this up on the website and share this with other people? So the title of this article is "Find Your Tribe," and uh, he just lays out a couple of good uh, ideas here that I thought. Uh, were really interesting. And some of these things I've already kind of mentioned, but uh, I like the way that he says them here. So let me go ahead and jump into this article. Again, it's called Find Your Tribe. So I thought it might be necessary to share some friendly advice that might be helpful as you continue looking for your tribes in your local areas. Obviously, take this with a grain of salt, as this is just some personal opinions of mine that I found helpful while building my tribe. Number one, your personal safety. I can't stress this one enough. While it is essential that you find your tribe, none of us are likely to survive an SHTF situation going it alone. You must remember the fallen world that we live in. Although most, if not all, people on this email chain, again, the email group guys, are likely to uh, be great and moral people, I'm reminded of Matthew 10, 16, to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. That being said, if you are meeting a total stranger for the very first time, or even the second time, make sure it is in a public place around a lot of other people. You can't be sure that the person you're meeting is not an online predator that is taking advantage of an email chain or any other kind of link that is out there, you know, website that is out there. And that's just me adding that there. When meeting a prospective tribe member, I always suggest we do, uh, we go to a, a coffee shop to chat, my treat. Don't ever go to someone's residence, hunting camp, 
private property, tribe meeting, etc. until you have fully established trust with that individual and you bring someone physically capable to accompany you. Number two, your local area doesn't have to mean down the street. Mathematically speaking, preparedness-minded people do not embody the majority of the population. That being said, if you are waiting for someone who lives in your zip code or within a 30-minute drive, your expectations are likely too high. My tribe is spread out across almost an entire state. If things get bad in a hurry, we have a plan and travel routes of how to get all of our subgroups together. Case in point, don't be afraid to drive an hour away if it means connecting with people that will be an asset to you and you to them. Number three, shared perspectives. When thinking of people to add to your tribe or which tribe to join, there are some shared perspectives that I find need to exist in order for you to work together effectively. As a Christian, I find it impossible to accept a member into our tribe who is hungry for violence. Although my tribe has no shortage of arms, we're Second Amendment enthusiast after all, we focus on defending our tribe and helping whoever we can. As Proverbs 24.11 says, rescue those who are being taken away to death, hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Aside from moral perspectives, your tribe members must all be preparing for the same thing in order to be a cohesive tribe. You can't have half your members preparing for a zombie apocalypse while you're prepping to survive an economic collapse. My people are preparing for an economic crisis and or some sort of widespread civil unrest. Number four, a good tribe is a balanced tribe. After considering the previous three points, you should give some thought to what skill sets are needed for your tribe. A tribe with a stockpile of weapons but no food and nowhere to go isn't going to last long. Likewise, a few unarmed gardeners won't make it either. I've divided my tribe up into basically three classes, which you're welcome to copy tacticians, engineers, and medical personnel. In their most basic form, everyone should fall into one of these three categories. Tacticians are those that are armed and provide for the defense of the tribe at all times. Engineers embody a wide range of people, from those that are building your structures, managing your water supply, engineering your food supply, or being gardeners, etc. Last, medical personnel range from physicians to nurses and EMTs. While we don't deny anyone entry based on a lack of skill, we do require that once accepted, they take action to learn a useful skill. Everyone should be responsible for doing the best they can to help the tribe. Number five, you need somewhere to go when your event happens. Last, all of the best gear and the best people will still only get you so far if you don't have somewhere to go. Don't overthink this one. You don't need 1,000 acres in the middle of nowhere to be set up. However, you do need to have an agreed-upon secure and sustainable location where your tribe will go when some trigger event happens, as well as a plan of how to get there. This could be land that a tribe member owns, a small rural town where you're friends with the local sheriff, or maybe even just deep in the woods somewhere. I hope this gives you some things to think on. Get out there and find your tribe. God bless you all. Kurt. So thanks, Kurt, for providing that useful bit of information to the group and also then allowing me to post that on preparedchristians.com. So on number five, the last thing where he said you need somewhere to go when your event happens, that's not doable for everyone, right? I mean, I, I think everyone needs to have a plan to bug out if you need to. You need to have somewhere to go. But as far as having property, that's just not going to be available for everyone. And then again, you go into that aspect of preparing that property because when you go, when the event happens, you don't want to go, okay, now we got to build shelters, 
right? And, and I don't know, you might have a plan for that, but that's going to be a little bit more difficult. I'm along the lines is, it for me, is I'm going to be building community inside of my own community, doing that, being very purposeful there, but also with the connections that I've also made along the lines with, with uh, other people. I think that's important. So you need to be able to figure out what is best for you and how you're going to approach all of this. So guys, listen, I'm going to link to all these things in the show notes, and hopefully um, this episode has been a blessing to you. Um, this is one of those things that you need to uh, you need to be thinking about, but you need to put effort into it if you are serious about finding a group. It's a time commitment. It's a financial commitment, uh, and you need to be able to uh, be willing to do that, you know, and, and, and drop a little bit of that OPSEC. If you're not, be willing to go it all alone because that's what it's going to, to wind up being if you're not willing to put yourself out there and to spend the time and the effort to connect with other people that are like-minded who understand what needs to, to go down. All right, guys. Well, that is it for episode 733 and my froggy voice. I need to go and uh, drink some warm tea or whatever so that I'm ready for church here in a little bit. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. And then lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.